missed you guys. We're back. <laughs> I'm Sally Dar. <laughs> I'm <laughs> dying. <laughs> Basically, it's week one of the new semester, and I'm already dying. But I'm Andrew in Houston. If you don't know who I am, and welcome to I guess a new season. New season, new episode of Club C47. We're yeah. really happy to be back. Um, this podcast is sponsored by Spinach Turnovers. I yeah. think or what they called. I don't know. Spanakopita. Maybe. Is it that? Yeah. I don't know. That sounds like a fancier, nicer <laughs> term. Um, we're drinking... Um, water. Not, not wine. We're, so it's January. Happy 2020. And for this month, we're trying to be like a little bit healthier in mm-hmm. little ways. Just small things here and there. We're still enjoying ourselves. But um, yeah. I don't know. We have so much to talk about, though. We don't even need like alcohol to you know make us more talkative. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have so much to cover. Yeah. We're going for dry January. Or, or at least like feel better about your alcohol. Feel better February. <laughs> <laughs> feel better February. Just feel better all around. New um, year. New yeah. Us. Yeah. Just for yeah, I did a juice cleanse the other day. Um oh, so yeah. we're all about trying to feel a little bit better this month. I think we all need to uh feel better about ourselves mentally. Mm-hmm. Going into a new semester, a new year, a new decade. Yeah, especially while it's like not super busy yet. It's like, okay, let's take care of our bodies while we can because mm-hmm. we know it'll probably go downhill yeah. later on. <laughs> we should keep track of our weight as the podcast goes on. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> I probably would be embarrassed of myself. That's oh my god, no, I would never say a direct number. All I would be like is, Oh, I, I lost one pound. It's like, oh well, I gained two back. <laughs> never yeah, give numbers. Like um, but yeah, we, so I think the last episode we did was how many weeks ago? Probably four or five. I don't we, know how we many We promised weeks. we would have done another episode and then we never ended up doing that. Yeah, episode, we were so going to do sorry. like a Skype situation, but you know, that's fine. That's fine. Cause also I realized over the break too, that all the podcasts I normally listen to, I thought I would be able to catch up on a lot of them, but it's like so much is going on in the holidays too, that it's honestly sometimes more busy than even just a normal school week. So I guess so. it was a Christmas present for y'all to not yeah. hear our voices for a while. Give, right. give a break from us so you could have catched up over the break. Hopefully you did for this new season. We have a lot to talk about. So where do we want to begin? I don't know. Do we want to just talk about um, coming back to school and yeah. like what the next, this semester is looking like? Yeah. Okay. I can go first. Yeah, you want to go? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I got back a little early before school because I wanted to prepare myself for the semester. There's a lot going on. So this semester I will be making a short film, uh, about four to six minutes, um, including credits. And you're only allowed seven lines of dialogue. And that's not like seven sentences. That's seven physical lines on a script. And so they're pretty short. You're, you're, you're told to tell a story more visually. So each prod student, so I'm part of the prod program for anyone who doesn't know, which is film and television production at Loyola Marymount University. Uh, my partner and I will uh, do a DP directing partnership. So I'm going to be directing a film and sh- my partner, she's going to be the DP and then I'm going to be the DP for her film. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of preparation. And luckily we did a little bit of preparation together before this first week of school. We get, like, harder deadlines, I would Mm -hmm. say. Yeah. And so that was really nice to prepare for that. And luckily, a lot of these classes are going to be focusing on this film and the future, where in the fall, I'll be making a 10-minute film, 10 Mm -hmm. to 15-minute film with no, not a lot of restrictions. That's going to be way more fun. I know. And so I'm starting to write that right now. Oh, my God. Look at you. Yeah. Proactive. Well, well we're, we're supposed to be pitching three premises in two weeks. Oh, And then okay. from the you'll get, like, That's an idea. That's crazy. So, they already have you pitching those. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. 
he wants us to get into the swing of things and mm-hmm. get it done quickly and, and at least spend a lot of time focusing on the beats of the story uh-huh. so then we'll have more time to write it at the end. Yeah. Yeah, and Andrew said I'm going to be the AD. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm making sure I'm right. <laughs> it didn't change. Oh, surprise. Um, yeah, I'm ADing, so that'll be fun. It's it's over three days, right? Two or three days. Yeah, Special I was about to say, if it's only, what did you say, 46 minutes? 46 minutes. Three days. If, are you doing 12 hours each, the, all three I'm, days? My plan is to do 12 hours on two days or, yeah. or 10 hours. I was going to say 12 hours every single day for that yeah. sort of film. I mean, I, go for it, it if you want to. And I, people are preparing for it because, I mean, these films that we're making are definitely good learning experiences, mm-hmm. but you also want them to be good. You're already spending a lot of time on them over the semester. You might as well make the best film you can with a reasonable budget a reasonable script reasonable limitations um what's the location um like restrictions does it have to be on campus or can you go anywhere no you can go anywhere i'm trying to film on the sound stage which um might be harder kind of depending on how many other people want to film there yeah and that's what i'll find out in my scheduling meeting tomorrow so fun it's a little it's a lot of um so that's your big project this semester is there any other like big project or all the classes are kind of leading to that one thing they all lead to that so i'm taking an intermediate production and then a pre-production and they kind of go together and then i'm taking a sound design class so once i do the principal of photography mm-hmm. will be spending time making with pro tools and making mm-hmm. it sound good i didn't really is that in everyone has to take that or is that yeah. oh okay so everyone has gotcha. to take that and everyone has the same professor, so we're all on the same page, and it's all due at the same time when you have to Foley and ADR and VO everything. Yeah. And then our writing class is focusing on writing for our film in the fall, or you could be taking a documentary class oh. where you do pre-production for documentary work, where you would make a documentary in the fall. Gotcha. Is it, how many people are doing that, or do you even know yet? I think it's like six or seven gotcha. people, and the rest of us are writing for a film we have to make in the fall. And that's the last time we have to write and direct our own thing. After that, we can co-write with other people. We don't have to direct if you take a different track. So that's, you're talking about spring next year, so is then, that? Yeah. Okay, okay. But you only have one film left and that's your thesis. Gotcha. So it's a little different. So fun. It's a, it's a lot of preparation. <laughs> it is, the pre-production's per- the worst. Yeah. I cannot, I literally, the bane of my existence. I hate it, sorry. <laughs> I like pre-production because it's like a puzzle. And you mm-hmm. had to put everything together. Nope. And then once you're on set, it, it's a little easier. Oh my god. Because the hardest work is done. The mo- like once the first shot goes off on set, like I am just I'm I'm elated. Like you know, and that's just like the best moment to me is like when you're in that groove and it's like yeah, let's we just you got to get through it because like everything leading up to that moment is like I don't know. I feel like everything, at least in my experience, is like super anxiety provoking. But it's like once I'm there, it's like I can't do anything now except film it and except direct it so it's like it's out of my hands even though it's like still in my hands but yeah i can't do anything more except work with what i have mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's just the best feeling it is an experience i think i realized oh my god this is actually really bad i realized this over break my business cards say writing producing editing but I should have made them say writing, directing, editing, because I literally hate producing, and I don't know why I didn't include directing, because yeah, I'm obsessed probably, with directing. You probably should change that. I know, but I bought so many. <laughs> I mean, not so many, but like... Did you use staples? No, I used, um, I forget what website, Was like Vista Print or no, something. Um, 
But yeah, I need to just start giving them out to people. But when I give them out, I'll just be like, not producing, I mean directing. <laughs> yeah, just like cross it off and write it. No yeah. one would notice. They're really cute though. But I, I don't, what was going through my mind? I don't know. I think I got it in like the first, even though I knew that in undergrad that I loved directing. I don't know. I think first semester, I, maybe I thought producing was, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what I did. I don't know why I did it. But it should say writing directing. What, what, what's going on with you this semester in terms of what, what are you going to be doing and what are we going to be following you on? So I have three classes. Um, one class is a feature writing class. So I will be writing a movie this Yay. semester, which honestly seems so daunting because like I'm, the program I'm in is television. And so on the first day, they're like, oh, well, you're probably wondering why do I have to take a class about feature writing if I want to work in television? And I feel like the answer is clear is because TV is becoming more and more like movies every day, like mm -hmm. Game of Thrones. It's like, those are just movies, you yeah. know? And um, I think like when you're applying to a lot of places, they want to see that you're able to do both kind of. Yeah. Um, and also like movies can become series and series can well, be movies. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if you heard, but um, Parasite is now in talks to be an American oh, that series. In class. Yeah. And to me, I hate the idea. But it also just shows that the industry is always changing. Yeah. You never know. You can make a really successful movie that would be adapted into a television series. Yeah. I'm sure Marvel, a lot of the... There's the WandaVision thing coming on Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm. um, Doctor... I don't think Doctor Strange... Or, like, Loki. He's getting his own spinoff show. Like, movies have characters, too, that become... Mm -hmm television shows in itself yeah. so I, I i get the idea too and i get what yeah you're it's all about. interchangeable it's not like the olden days when people used to like look down on tv you know but um anyways yeah so a feature writing class uh we already had to pitch our ideas for those and like i honestly already? yeah so we had to come the first day with oh so you were prepared to come with an idea yeah it wasn't like a full-on pitching it was more so just like talking to be like hey this is like kind of the idea i have it wasn't like up in front of the class like fully selling it you know what i mean do you want to do, you want to do it right now um well so yeah i'll do it okay so my idea is i know you love the florida project right yes. yeah so my pitch was essentially it's basically like the florida project i would want to like write the main characters as young children so they'd be like under 10 years old um and it would be the Florida Project, but instead of them living in a hotel, they're living in a hospital. And so it's a children's cancer research hospital, but the main characters aren't the sick kids, but they're the siblings of the sick kids. And so I think like the Florida Project, there's a lot of like humor, but a lot of tragedy, obviously. And I think it's like a really interesting contrast where it's like you have this like really vibrant hotel, but it's also like a project. And then you have this mom doing, you know, questionable things but then these kids are just wanting to play you know so it's like there's humor in that contrast so with my thing that that contrast would be you know that you have these really sick kids but then you have the hospital that's like putting on carnivals and bringing celebrities to meet them and like i dig it yeah so that would be the contrast there it's rooted in personal experience so i have a lot of anecdotes to work with it'll, it'll be and yeah there's i mean there's a lot there's more to it like the crux of the movie i won't reveal but um that's the basis of it but there is like a turning point yeah. in it i don't want to get too far off topic but um i really want to watch the florida project but i recently mm -hmm. watched tangerine tangerine i haven't seen that I, okay i just watched it on, it's on hulu it's directed by sean baker who also did the florida project mm -hmm. really really good it has one of those funky narratives and it's shot all on iphone it's oh beautiful. interesting it's beautiful to look at 
despite it being shot on an iPhone. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm sure Apple's freaking out about that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> honestly. Um, Anyways, continue on. But, yeah, so that's a feature writing class. And after, like, pitching that and after hearing, like, other people's ideas and just talking about the class more, I'm really excited for that. It'll just be nice to, like, get it all down on paper because I've thought about it for a while. And my other class, I we had to pick, my program, we had to pick between a drama writing class or a comedy writing oh, class. Yes. And they mimic um, a writer's room, like, in the actual industry. So you are, you, we pick a TV show. So I'm in the comedy writing class. We picked the TV show last night, which I, I every heard, other I, class, the teacher picks for them. I heard, I heard what the show is. We got to pick, we got to pick, we got Barry. I was which is incredible. Amazing. Because all of these other, typically the teachers that have done this class in the past, they pick like network shows. Yeah. So it would be something like, oh, well, they're not all network shows, but they're kind of just more like, the old comedy class they did like Young Sheldon, which no yeah. shade to Young Sheldon, but like, yeah. you know, I I don't, yeah, like Young Sheldon's not winning so any awards. What were your options? So, well, I think my class is super unique because other, so other classes didn't get any options. Like everyone's doing Jack Ryan yeah. or they're doing like Young Sheldon in the past. And our teacher walked in, it was so funny and I love her already. Like she's very funny, like you can tell, but she walked in and she just like really didn't know any of us. Like she didn't know anything about the class. She was like, are you guys, what year are you guys? And we're like, we're first years. And then she was like, did you guys all go to LMU undergrad? And we were like, no. <laughs> she, she just like had no idea what, like, I was like, are you what in the right place? Um, yeah, as soon as she walked in, which I think like only like lends itself to like her humor, you know, like oh, yeah. she just like doesn't, I don't know. It was funny. Um, but yeah, she, she walked in, she was like, so yeah, like what show do you guys want to do? And we're like, we get to pick? Like what? So we had options. She was like, okay, I was thinking Fleabag or... Um, Marvelous Miss Maisel were the first two things that she said okay. and so then we were kind of discussing that um, and then we were like okay not Fleabag because it's like very like our tour like you know yeah, that's, that's that's a hard one to spec yeah and that is no one's going to care about a spec for that because like it's over like there's yeah. two seasons and like it's also it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge's show like it's her voice you know, like, so yeah we don't need to touch that right again. so that that was out then we were talking about Marvelous Miss Maisel we're like, okay, like that's good. But then um, LMU is great because like we're super diverse in my class specifically, this um, comedy writing class is very diverse. Um, and so Vivian, she was like, honestly, like that show is just like really white. Like, sorry to say it. Like it just is. She's like, I personally just would like something that's a little bit more, um, I don't know, just a little bit more diverse. And we were like, okay, yeah, that's true. Like let's talk about other shows. And then someone threw out, oh, we pulled up a list of, um, those things you can enter, you can like submit a spec to different um, oh, contests. I, I know what you're talking about. Yes, yeah, so we looked up two different lists for that and like read out all the shows that were on that. And then it came down to Barry and it came down to um, Dead to Me, I think. Well, with, which with Christina. I haven't watched that yet, but we were like, um, let's. We watched the first episode of Barry. And then we were gonna watch the first episode of Dead to Me, but then she was just like, "All right, let's you know, let's do Barry." So just kind of decided. That's a good show. Though. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's such, you've seen the whole thing, right? Yes. Okay. But I'm yeah. gonna rewatch it. It's um, one of my, It's probably my favorite show on HBO. It's so good. It, it's it's one of those. It's just loving, and in, in terms of like the characters, all are in a different world of their own. Yeah. Thrown into the same world. And just the interactions, especially with Bill Hader, Henry Winkler, Sarah Goldberg, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Carrion. I just love yeah. them all. Well, so then we were talking. So the other thing is, so people wanted to show that's more, di- more diverse. And, like, Barry isn't, like, super diverse. No, it's not. But it, the, a lot of people also were taking this comedy class, but they don't want to do comedy in the future, but they were just doing it for practice. They were like, okay, maybe we could do, like, a dark comedy. So we have a little bit of drama, so the people that like to write the more intense, like, yeah. shootout-type scenes, and then the people that are 
want to do comedy. So it was kind of, Barry was good for that reason. Whereas Marvelous Miss Maisel doesn't really get super dark. Yeah. Um. So yeah, even though Barry's not super diverse, at least it has like a balance of like has drama like, and well, comedy, yeah, you which have, people like. You have Barry's like dark side, mm-hmm. which is the drama. Yeah. And then the actors room and some of the characters bring out the, the yeah. comedy spec of it all. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. And then what's my third class? My third class is... um. Why am I blanking? Oh, it's with Mike. It's, um, I forget the name of it, but it's basically a continuation of the class I took last semester with him um, where we just kind of practice writing, uh, like we practice pitching, we practice we practice pitching our own shows, we practice pitching shows that already exist. Um, we do a lot of beat sheets. So it's really just more like the technical stuff and like getting to know the industry. So okay. he's just like educating us on like the ways of the world, I guess. I, I dig it. Yeah. Those are some good solid classes. Yeah. You're only taking three. Yeah. And so WPTV, baby. We it, love it. It's a nicer break probably from <laughs> four. And you're once again Tuesday, Thursdays. Yes. And that's going to be a very nice five day weekend for you. No, I'm, I'm Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, but yeah, still yeah. a nice five day weekend. weekend. I know, and I don't have an internship this semester. Yeah. So, a little break from uh, last semester. Yeah, which, nice. which is good. I'm looking for internships right now, which yeah, is a I fun can... thing. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want one for the summer, but yeah, that's, the, that's um, the plan. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I have class Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so three day weekend. Uh, and then Wednesday's off, which is really nice. So I'm always gonna like that Wednesday is like the getting myself taken care of. Nice. Five. A funny thing about my professor today, I forgot to mention, is that he's never seen a Marvel movie. Interesting. So now he has Disney Plus, so he's gonna have us give him a Marvel movie to watch every week. So fun. And he's gonna watch them, which oh. I'm just respect that. As someone who, he's no, not a Martin Scorsese, so mm-hmm. he, he respects Marvel movies, mm-hmm. even though he hasn't seen them. He's seen Black Panther, actually. Mm-hmm. And he wants us to pick. And so I was an advocate for Guardians of the Galaxy, but mm-hmm. Iron Man won. Oh, I do love Iron Man. I, was not, I, I, I prefer Guardians. I feel like I probably told you this like way back in August, but so when I... Um, my friend Ashley from high school, she came to my hometown before we went to our high school reunion. So she was like staying at my house for like five days. And so that was when Endgame was coming out. Mm-hmm. And so she had seen a lot of Avengers movies. And like I had seen Iron Man like back in middle school, like the first one, and then like Black Panther. And like that was it. And so she was like, okay, we're going to see Endgame, but like you need to know a little bit more. So we binged like as many movies as oh. we could in those five days and then went to go see it on like that last day. Well, there's like certain movies you need to see before you right. see Endgame. I kind of thought about suggesting Endgame to him today. Uh-huh. That would have been, been funny. We um, like, what is going on? But yeah, they're, they're not like my typical kind of movie. Like I'm not into superhero movies, but there is something to be said for a franchise like that. Like I feel like you have, you need to like experience it or like know something. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just feel like people talk about it all the time. I was like excited to finally educate myself, you know? Yeah. I think since going on to the Avengers and going on movies, we should do some Oscar talk. Yeah, you want to? I think that's going to be a fun thing to get into. Okay. And so, Gold, well, Golden Globes too. Mm. And you you had a Golden Globes party. Um, yeah, I did. <laughs> Stop <laughs> making fun of me. <laughs> of one. I had a Golden Globes party that I went to with like seven. People. Okay, don't need to brag. So, I mean, <laughs> two two different parties. I mm-hmm. mean, we both did okay on our prediction. Um, yeah, I honestly was just getting frustrated. Well, okay, where do I start? I was like 
shocked by some, but then it's also hard to like say that you're shocked by some when it's when you haven't seen the movie. So like 1917 won um, Best Motion Picture, I think, and then the director won too, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, oh, I'm shocked. Like I've never seen that movie, but it's also like if I had seen it, would I have been shocked? I don't know. So. That was like one movie that got me on my predictions. And then, you know, random ones that I just like really didn't have a horse in the race where it was like, oh, supporting actress for this. And it's like, you know, I really don't know who's going to win. Oh, I did like a really big mix. So I listened to this podcast, The Big Picture, and I think it was them. They were talking about how um, there's one genre that's uh, like best motion picture, comedy or musical. And they were like, oh, if they're able to pick a musical, they'll definitely pick a musical. So I picked Rocket Man because I was like, oh, they say if they're able to pick Rocket a musical. Rocket Man was a decent bet. Though. So I picked it thinking, okay, I'm totally going to get it. And then it didn't win. And so because I picked that, then I gave Once Upon a Time, like the, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I gave like the actors and supporting actors awards instead of, yeah. I basically, I should have like switched those switched all it. around and then I would have gotten like three more. Right. Well, I didn't predict Karen Egerton to win the Golden Globe. No, me either. And he didn't get nominated for an Oscar either, which was oh. really surprising to me because I, I liked his performance as Elton John and Rockerman. Mm-hmm, me too. It was a very fresh vibe and he's a young guy and he pulled it off. Yeah. And so I was really surprised to see him snubbed. I could go off on the snubs. Yeah, why don't you go off on the Oscars? Because well, I, well, I knew I was... Oh, like, I, you can go off of that. But going back to the Golden Globes, it's definitely going to shape my eight predictions for the Oscars mm-hmm. quite a bit because now I'm seeing a movie such as 1917, which didn't get a wide release till last weekend. Mm-hmm. That's the so other thing popular. why it was shocking because it, I, it was supposed to be released earlier and then it actually got released in January. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, it got released last week. Right. So it's like no one was really able to see it before this award show. Maybe that is why I was a little bit shocked. Yeah, well, I I definitely was shocked. And I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on it. Uh I've had people who say it's really good. Some people say it's overrated. Some people just didn't like it. Mm -hmm. The one take thing, the one take move is something that intrigues me. I thought Birdman did a really good job with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I really want to see a war movie with a one take wonder. In just my opinion. I'm not the biggest war movie guy. Me um, but also, I feel like I need to see it to... I know, I feel like I need I to, I just too. need to see it, but I, I, do I want to? It's kind of like um, Star Wars. I didn't see Star Wars over break. Yeah, no, I'm not going to see I, it. I didn't need... I, like, that is an interesting thing with like movies and like being in film. It's like, sometimes you feel like you need to see a movie because everyone's talking about it and because you feel like you should. But also, if it's not my kind of movie, if I know it's not the thing I gravitate towards, why am I going to take the time out of my day to go watch a war movie when I could watch, you know, I just wish I had kind. screeners. I wish I had screen. I wish I didn't have to pay. Yeah, true. I mean, I have to pay to be some part of Gilder Union, but yeah. just didn't, like, didn't have to pay. Okay, to I've go. decided I'm becoming a member of AMC A-List. People, I was working on a set over oh. the weekend and people sold me on it. Like, if you go twice a month, you already, it's oh, already I paid know, for. I know. I know people who do that and then I saw like two movies within two weeks. I think it was like Hustlers and Joker. Yeah. And I was like, why did I not get the AMC thing? I know, I'm, I'm becoming like, a member. Cool. But also, I live right by a Cinemark. I know, so, but like... It's so hard. Yeah, it's more cost-effective, though. Yeah. Well, the AMC's not that far, I don't think. It's not far. There's one in Culver City. It's a really nice one. You can get dinner beforehand. Yeah. You can go catch a movie. I really dig it. But also, like, it's so close here. I know, I I'm wonder if Cinemark has a deal, because that would be nice. I don't know. I um, thought... Well, I know 1917 was at the Cinemark before. Mm-hmm. Like, like, a few advanced stuff, so it kind of... Um, do you want to talk about the Oscars? Depends. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I was very disappointed. Um, the first tweet I woke up to was Rotten Tomatoes, and it said, 
Joker leads with 11 nominations, including Best Director Todd Phillips Mm -hmm. and Best Actor Joaquin Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And I have no problem with Joaquin Phoenix getting the Oscar nomination. Mm -hmm. He's probably going to win. I don't want him to win. I'd rather have Adam Driver win. But I know it's not going to happen. And I have to accept that and move on. Yeah, I think Joaquin would run over Adam. But Todd Phillips would not have been able to do that without Joaquin Phoenix. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Todd Phillips... Did, he shouldn't have been there. He's already a controversial guy. He's yeah. already had so much issue with the press, so much issues in Hollywood. Yet he's getting rewarded when there's so many other actors. I would have even seen. I think it's Taika Waititi for Jojo. Yeah. I would have rather seen him. I yeah. would have rather seen Noah Baumbach, Greta Gerwig, mm-hmm. Lulu Wong. Also, um, else. with Joaquin Phoenix, I mean, I don't know how many scenes, but I heard a lot of the scenes that people I think like the bathroom scene in the Joker or there's a few no, scenes bathroom, this bathroom scene's improvised a few, yeah it's improvised so it's like that's not necessary I mean not I don't want to say that he wasn't directing him but like also the some of the most notable scenes it was like Joaquin's mind yeah, coming up with it you know it's so not it's like Todd Phillips right which I mean I, again like Todd Phillips if you're listening like no shade but also mm, there's a lot of if shade. those are the ones <laughs> that people are talking about it's like okay well that was Joaquin Phoenix so give him the Oscar and yeah. then you got the I don't know but I also I saw those tweets where it was Joaquin Phoenix dislocated his leg doing this improvised right, give yeah. him the golden globe yeah and I'm like Amy Adams had to forcibly fall in love with Jeremy Renner and she didn't even get nominated so yeah. y'all need to shut up yeah funny I hated those tweets so much. Um, <laughs> I was okay. So back to my disappointment. Yeah, 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 keep going. And it's just it's just a shame because from like a diverse standpoint, mm-hmm. you're not representing women. You're not representing any community whatsoever, mm-hmm. and that's just disappointing for me to see because we live. I guess it just shows that we live in an industry that advocates for change but doesn't do change. Yeah. Well, also it's like okay. I guess the, the argument to that would be like, oh, well, those are the people that had, you know, better movies or those are people that had better performances. It's like, okay, but no, but we've seen the movies. Like, they're all good. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It, it, but the, uh, the, uh, the Academy is a lot of actors, a lot of directors. You would think they would vote for some certain movies. And I think the most shocking category for me was supporting actress because mm-hmm. it was five white women. And you, Jennifer Lopez, who has been praised. Aquafina? Oh, she's not supporting. <laughs> but no, Aquafina still for Best Actress. Uh-huh. I thought she should have deserved it over some of the. I hate, I hate talking smack about some of these individuals. Yeah, because they're like, they're actual people. They're actual and, like, people, and they do. Not like, that they're ever going to listen to this, good, but, you know, they're people. And I respect filmmaking and when it's done. But also it kind of shows the flaw with award shows is people are, you're kind of pointing certain people out and you're not really showing an inclusive environment where I've always been an advocate for inclusive environments. And I hope that if I was nominated with individuals, I would hope that would be in a fair way that everyone's inclusive. But then you have Best Supporting Actress for Jennifer Lopez or Xiao Zhuzhen from The Farewell or Park So Down from Parasite, which I also thought could have easily got the nomination. Um, the Eddie Murphy didn't get nominated. Lupita for us, where she played two individuals. She played two individuals, and then someone like Scarlett Johansson, who I mean, only got two nom- like got two nominations. Where obviously one of them could have went to either Jennifer yeah. Lopez or Lupita in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'm sorry to say it. Um, it's just disappointing because you look at these nominations and it's very white. It's very, also very it's, old. it's also not hard to be inclusive, and it's also let's you know there's. 
let's have some fresh faces up there. there there's you know, some, like yeah. I'm sure Scarlett Johansson has an Oscar or two. She, she's never been nominated. Oh, really? Fuck. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we know who she is. She's a household name. But you know? I mean, I, I like Margot Robbie. Um, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. When you know Richard Jewell was never a great movie in the first place. It kind of... Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm all for new talent, but maybe that's like the young Hollywood in me, like, you know, wanting to get a foot in the door. Well, I mean, that's just me wanting to have respect for these movies and respect. And when I look at the best pictures, I mean, there's they're okay. People think this is such a great lineup for Best Pictures, but I think there's other... Wait, movies. read them out. So, Best Pictures, Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Mm-hmm. And Parasite was a nice addition to it, mm-hmm. especially for a, a foreign film. So, Best Picture for the Golden Globes was 1917. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, right, because that's two different, yeah. Yeah. Um... Honestly, I don't know who I think I, I those would be my two guests: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Parasite. Yeah, that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be a tough call. And part of me feels that 1917 would attract more Hollywood, especially if it's coming out now in theaters and people are seeing it. People are seeing it for the first time. I kind of get the idea that oh, this is a war movie. This is what Hollywood likes without picking the movie that has Hollywood in the title. Yeah. But also, I think they could possibly pick the one with Hollywood in the title to give Quentin Tarantino, like, this legacy, which I don't think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was that good. We watched it both on the same day. Um, the sa- oh, uh, did we watch it on the same we watched, day? We watched that and The Farewell both on the same day. Oh, my God. You didn't, did you tweet me back that? I, at least Once Upon a Time. I didn't watch The Farewell on playing. I, I went to a, a screening with Lulu Wong and uh-huh. Zhao Zhuzhen uh-huh. at, at The Arrow for The Farewell. Oh, my God. Fine. Really cool. They had a Q&A afterwards. Oh, my God. So fun. Yeah, I watched both those but movies I watched on them the both plane. on the same day. Yeah. Um, so, what I'll say about those movies. Loved The Farewell. Thought it was great. Amazing. Loved it. I'm disappointed I don't see it at all yeah, on this list. I thought it was it's such so a good, good... Well, I loved it for so many different reasons. And, like, I'm not super into cinematography, but there were certain shots that I was like, this is such a good shot. Like, the shot where they're all, like, looking at the camera and they're oh, all, like... Yes. There were so many shots that I was like, oh, this is just nice. You know, the coloring, even. The coloring the color was great. Correction. Also, because it was, you know shot in a different country so it's like it's a landscape that we haven't seen before and like the rainbow like landmark like yeah. there were so many things I was the like, story I felt the it at the end the story was good yes you got so emotional even like after it went black and then they have the words at the end uh-huh. I got emotional just thinking yes. about everything that was going on and it was also and one of my best friends from high school he's Chinese and I texted him immediately after and I was like you know I because I didn't know that I mean if you haven't seen the movie that like there's this whole I won't spoil it but it's it talks about like a certain aspect in Chinese culture and so I texted him being like hey is this you know I didn't know that this was a thing like is this something that really traditional families do or is this like a really like common thing so just asking it's it was it was nice to see something and like think oh wow this is information about another culture that I did not know and yeah. now I know and like now I'm going to research it yeah so it, like it education really, it got me really interested in the story yeah and, I mean it's based off her grandma Lulu mm-hmm. Wong the director and there's a lot of funny things I want to tell but I don't want to spoil it for the listeners we'll tell, we'll tell you afterwards mm-hmm. um but it's just it was just a beautiful story and Aquafina gave this raw performance mm-hmm. that you have never seen from Aquafina before because mm-hmm. she's used to all of these slapstick comedies mm-hmm. more of these 
Crazy Phil. Oh, she had AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what else she's done. Jumanji. Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, Crazy Rich Asians. She's on Girl Code on TV. Yeah, and so the performance was so raw, and I was just so happy when she won the Golden Globe and she yeah. said, I told her I'm going to get a job, Dad. I was yeah. going to use that. I'm going to quote her uh-huh. if I ever win a Golden Globe. Yeah, I, I, what I'll say is I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Farewell on the same day, and guess which one I liked better? The Farewell? Oh, me too. Yeah, me too. but I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is just more like, it's a crowd, it's more... It's more Hollywood. That's what it is. Like, but it's more... I, I, there's, there's, again, I don't want to spoil much because it, it the ending is very intense and it, 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 it is. it's twisted, I guess is the best yes. way to put it, um, which doesn't surprise me because it's a Tarantino film. Yeah. But part of me felt that the movie could have had more and maybe written some of the characters a little better. Brad Pitt's character was interesting, but I would have loved to see him... I guess a little more. I think it, it didn't get it, his character didn't really develop till the end, where yeah. he was like in that one scene that we're probably both thinking of. Yeah, Margot Robbie's character didn't have much at all. Yeah, um, I thought that something was going to. I mean, I think like the neighbors in the main house were the yeah. ending. I thought like they were connected, obviously, but I thought there would be a stronger connection like in the middle. Yeah, but they didn't really reconvene until the and, end. I mean, basically, all I got from. Margot Robbie's character Sharon Tate was that Tarantino still has a foot fetish and is willing yeah. to show her bare feet in the theater. That's honestly all I remember because it's as cringy as that is. Yeah. That's I, like all I remember of Margot Robbie's character Sharon Tate. Yeah. Um, it's I don't, you know, I wonder, I want, it would be interesting to talk to someone that maybe grew up around that time and like what their perspective on the movie is. Like maybe it's more endearing to like those people that were ex- like they remember yeah. those that they remember that time yeah like we weren't alive so no, I mean, definitely not. yeah so i don't know maybe i don't know I, the production design maybe convinced that that was the right time period and yeah. i re- that's what i really love about the film yeah. is the production design and i think that would be my guess possibly if it was nominated i believe it's nominated for it to win mm-hmm. because it, it it did feel convincing yeah the way the characters were dressed the way the characters were acting you did get this role, I believe it was 1967 or 69, sometime around then. Mm-hmm. But at other times, I just didn't feel convinced or I didn't feel attached. That That's I the thing, I didn't feel to. attached. Like with The Farewell, I was oh. like, Aquafina's my girl. But meanwhile, once upon a time in Hollywood, I was like, I, I, the story, like, yeah, like I'm, the, there's a part of it that's like gut wrenching because of that scene that we're thinking of. And it's like gut wrenching because obviously, but it's not gut wrenching like emotionally. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I didn't... I, at the end of the day, I was like, okay, this is another movie. I gave it three and a half stars on Letterboxd. Oh. Which is out of five. And so, um, it's that's pretty good for me if you get three and a half. I will say, I mean, I was tired on my flight, but I did briefly fall asleep during... Oh, I did too. I did too. Oh my God! Oh my God, tea. I think, well, I think I dosed off when Leo DiCaprio was like acting... In I that one scene, he was like acting, and then he forgot his line. Oh, I think I, I saw that part. I think I saw it a little that. bit before that. I, I I was a little tired. What other movies did you see over break? So I saw Little Women. Okay. And I know you haven't seen it yet. I you know. told me I'm right going, before. I'm, okay, Mar- keep me to. I will see it by next week. I think I think you need to see Little Women, and I probably need to see Uncut Gems. Yeah, because yeah, we both saw the two different ones that came out on Christmas Day. Yeah, but we're going to the movies next week too. We'll talk about that. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that at the end. Yeah, I really love Little Women. Don't spoil anything. For many, oh, well, I won't spoil, but I'll okay. tell you what I liked about it. I mean, Greta Gerwig, 
is incredible. I wish I've never read Little Women, but from what I've gathered, she adapts it differently than mm-hmm. what you would expect. Gotcha. I thought she did a great job with the acting. Um, Saoirse Ronan, incredible. Florence Pugh, incredible. Uh, Laura Dern, who's also a, a, a pleasure. I've seen Laura Dern in a lot of movies, but I never really get tired of her. She just has some, she just is, there's something, she's a powerhouse. She, she just, she's just bangs a room to life. Yeah, When you she have does. Laura Dern there. She does, yeah. And that to me was incredible. And that's all I'm going to say about it because like you haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil much about it. But I would definitely keep an eye on, on those characters in particular. I think my brother and sister both saw it. They loved it. My brother said that was probably his favorite movie in a long, long time. My mm-hmm. sister also said it was her favorite movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they both like Emma Watson's character, Meg. Uh-huh. And I mean, she's definitely someone that did a better job than I thought. Uh-huh. I think I'm all used to Hermione Granger all I know, the time. she's always going to remind she's, you of She's her. always remi- Hermione Granger, but she gives a really solid performance. Good. And I think people will feel for Meg, too, in ways that maybe they didn't expect if they came in thinking she was just going to be another Hermione. People hate her accent, though, in the film. Oh, like, that's literally everyone's this accent like in the that's comments funny. of YouTube trailers I remember that yeah I can't wait to see it I will see it by next week mark okay. my words I'm joining a- joining AMCA list and I will take myself on a Ooh. date to go see it um, on a date by yourself on or? a date by myself maybe get some like YouTube I love seeing movies by myself it's like my new thing that I want to do it is it is fun I yeah. haven't done it recently so I saw Uncut Gems and I won't spoil anything from that and you saw that by yourself right? I saw it by myself and I probably completely I mean it's it really, I, I heard somewhere that it just fries your nerve endings. Like it just okay. like, it, the soundscape is insane. There's never a moment of silence. People are constantly talking over each other. The music score is crazy. You can listen to it on Spotify. Everything about it is anxiety provoking. Adam Sandler's character is a dumbass and you just want to wring his neck. Um, but you also want him to succeed in some ways, but you just want him to not succeed because he's like low key the worst. And he got snubbed from the Um, Oscars. He did. And I think he should have been nominated because that performance is crazy. But yeah, just everything about it it makes you sit on the edge of your seat and it it is suspenseful, but it's, you're not on the edge of the seat because you're suspenseful. I mean, it is, but you're on the edge of your seat because of the work, the the way they present the story. It's like the music, the soundscape, the way Adam Sandler is talking and moving. And it's it's all about everything around the story. I mean, the story itself is suspenseful, but it's like everything around it that makes it so suspenseful, if that makes sense. And then the ending just was like, oh my God. Yeah, that's all I'll say. It was, it was great. It was great. And on one hand, it's like, I want to see it again because it's amazing. But I also don't because it made me I heard it so anxious. People. I don't know if I need that in my life right now. Yeah, it's 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 really a weird experience. Like I I was sitting in the theater just like wanting to rip my like I like physically was had my hands on my head like stressed out. The, like it was oh, it's an experience. It's so nice though when a movie can make you like physically. I love it when you feel something. You really feel something like mentally and physically. That is a movie that will make you, I don't know. It just, yeah, it's crazy. And that movie has the seventh most F-bombs. 
Really? In, a in movie. history? In, in a movie, yeah. Oh my god, it's crazy. The seventh. That's Behind funny. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, that's And good. I think there's a documentary that's called Fuck. You know why it probably has the most F bonds is because so many people are talking all the time that they're always talking over each other. Oh. That's probably why. I mean, that's one theory. I mean, they probably do curse a lot in general, but because of the soundscape, there's probably so many more. That's interesting. This is the other thing, speaking from like a technical perspective. I was wondering like how they captured sound on that set because people are constantly talking over each other. Well, that's I'm, the power of sound mixing. Yeah, I'm sure posts. they did some takes where like they had people talking, but then they probably also like captured it separately. Like whoever did that sound design, is there a category for sound no, design? No, no, Uncle got ra- robbed, snubbed. It that was it was crazy. Whoever whoever was booming, whoever was mixing, whoever was. And going by yourself is, to see this movie. Yeah. And you, that had to be even more stressful. Yeah, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I would have been more stressed. Were you by, or, was there anyone else in the theater? Um, yeah, there was like, a, like maybe like three older couples. Okay. Yeah. Oh, an older couples. Uh, that was me with Little Women. It was like me and my siblings and mm-hmm. all older couples around us. And like some of them were talking in the beginning. I was like, please, for the love of God, stop. Yeah. I hate it. We, we know when people Literally talk the worst. during the middle of a movie. We're, we enjoy it sometimes, but other times... It's, it's so nice to just go in the middle of, like, a, the day of, like, a work day. That's what yeah. I did. It's great, because well, there might be a few people, but... Well, that's nice if you're not going to be doing internships. I know. You have plenty of time. Yeah. I mean, I have Wednesdays off, but you don't. <laughs> sadly. I know, sadly. We'll probably be doing a lot of film sets this week, like, this semester, too. Yeah. Which is going to keep us busy, but you'll have time to go to the movies yeah. during the day. Yeah. Um... I love that, though. What other movies? Did you see Marriage? I saw Marriage Story over break. Oh, I saw that before break. You did? Okay. I, I, don't, know if we ta- I don't know if we talked about I it. I don't think we did. Um, I, what do you think? I enjoyed Marriage Story. It was just, it's, just, it's just hard. I think it's a very personal story for the couple. You feel for them a lot. I mean, I have divorced parents, mm-hmm. so I kind of felt a little bit in some ways some ways I didn't feel it at all mm-hmm. um, but relatable in that way I it's not a movie I'd recommend for everyone but it's, it's there's something unique about it but at the same time I feel like this has been done before I don't know it's 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 a, I kind of felt the same way it's like I really liked it but it also doesn't have that edge that like uncut gems had for me where it's like what about this movie would make me want to bring it up in a conversation with someone or would make me want to see it again like it doesn't it didn't for me it didn't have like an edge but I really enjoyed it so it's kind of a weird thing it's like I loved Adam Driver in it like I loved like right, little moments like he, spoiler alert when he like accidentally like cuts himself like that scene oh, was that, oh, that, that was scene so, was crazy oh my gosh that um, scene made me that's so I, I lost it it had moments where I was like oh my god this is I really like this or like this is a fun thing to put in the script. Well, Noah Bombeck is very bittersweet. So I think that's a good word to describe yeah. marriage story. And most yeah. of his work too is it's bittersweet. It has that tone to it mm-hmm. where it, it showcases the harsh parts of life and tries to have different outlooks on it. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily feel bad for both characters, but you also feel bad for both characters. Right. And I think maybe that is what, that's the reason why I think there is merit in it is because, you know, there's good and evil in every person. And, well, I thought, the other thing that was an interesting choice is, I was talking about this with someone else, the little boy that's in it, he's not a main character at all, and he's not endearing, he's just, like, there. Yeah. You know? And I was talking about it with someone, like, was it good that he was just, like, a kid that really wasn't interested in anything, and, like, wasn't endearing, and we didn't really know who this, like, his identity, or would it have been better to make him more endearing, so it would have been a little bit more heart-wrenching? 
And I think the point is that the kid is just a kid. Like, he doesn't Yeah, even, no, that's what I was going to say. You don't... He's not really in this world. Yeah, like, he, he's, he's just there. And so I think that's another interesting thing that they brought... Because I feel like the natural instinct is to, like, oh, let's make the audience like the kid so when the parents split up, like, we feel even worse because, like, we love yeah, this kid. Yeah. We don't want him to experience any kind of trauma. But it's like, no, like, he's just a kid that wants to play video games. Like, mm-hmm. He most kids sorry to kids out there most kids are sometimes like little shitheads you know like there's sometimes yeah. there's nothing endearing about them and like this kid was like just there mm-hmm. which I, I kind of liked that too in the movie what I, I love the beginning of the film uh-huh. when both of them are talking about each other mm-hmm. and then you know you just know it's not gonna end well yeah and, and I, you also knew that that letter was gonna come back which I, I liked and it came back at the end yeah I did so, like that structure so you, that that worked really well uh-huh. In its favor, but I thought there were some really good lines in it. I thought, Adam, like you said, Adam Driver did good. Laura Dern, we love her. Got a Golden Globe. Her, yeah, she'll probably get the Oscar um, now that Jennifer Lopez is no longer in the running. Yeah. And I think uh, she had some really good lines, and she definitely well. And also, uh, Noah Baumbach, who has been divorced, so he divorced Jennifer Jason Lee, mm-hmm. and then met Greta Gerwig. And like on a set with all of them on it, so mm-hmm. interesting little tea. I, I was reading that in a magazine. Oh my god, fun! <laughs> and um, Noah Bombic brought together like everyone else's divorces because Laura Dern's been divorced. Adam Driver, I think, has been. I think they have all been divorced. Yeah. Or, no, or in, if I don't think Adam Driver has, but his parents were. Yeah, they so all have it. They all have the history of divorce. Yeah. So they all came together to bring the script to life, which I really yeah, like. I love the collaboration. Yeah. And that's something, I, as a director, I value really much, very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. So. It's an interesting one, because, like, there's definitely, like, there's something there, but there's also something about it that's, like, it's not going to, it's not my favorite movie. Like, I like it, but I'm not going to. It, it it's, deserves. It's interesting. It deserves its nominations. Yeah, out of, like, the movies this year, like, it deserves its nominations, but, like, it doesn't deserve to win it, I mean I thought it was going to be snuff from Golden I thought it was going to be a Lady Bird situation where it's a great movie but not going to win any awards but that turned yeah. out to be The Irishman which um, really like, shocked me did you me. see The Irishman ever no read? did you Um, I fell asleep I, I got five minutes into it and I didn't want to watch it anymore there was some podcast I was trying to listen to and the title I think it was the big picture oh you were telling me about the title of it was like The Irishman's not too long and it's like sorry I hate to break it to you and maybe I'm a millennial that like can't keep any attention on anything but it was too long sorry yeah. It's, in, it's insane. What is it, like three hours and 40-something yeah. minutes? I loved Ricky Jervis's comment when he was, Ugh. I'm about to show you all the trailer from The Irishman, but it's 88 minutes long, so yeah. you need to cut it down. Yeah. It's, th- I mean, and again, I fell asleep, so I don't even feel like I can even talk about it because I wasn't paying attention. I saw the really. first five minutes, and I love how they did the title card, but then I reminded myself that it's a three-and-a-half-hour-long movie, and I was not about to sit in for that. It's just, it's just... You know, there's so much content out there all the time, whether it be YouTube or TV or movie. It's like, I more, and I feel like I've said this before, I am just becoming such a fan of 30-minute episodes, eight episodes a season for TV. It's like, I'm, we've gotten to this point where, like, Game of Thrones is like a full movie every episode. And it's like, I think we need to just start going back in the opposite direction. Like, back into the olden days. Like, let's make things more consumable mm-hmm. so like when i see a movie that's that long yeah it's just really difficult for me like remember when movies were like an hour and 20 minutes and now the standard is two hours and now when i see an hour and 20 minute film i'm sold when it's an <laughs> hour and 20 <laughs> minutes i'm sold. like oh that's like no time 
Like, let's go. Right. Like, I have classes longer than that. Right. And the two hours is the same. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've, I have a, I have a, um, for some reason I want to champion this cause of like cutting back. Like, let's go back. I like 30 minute episodes, eight episodes a season. Yeah. Like, no, if I, nice. if I had a show today, it's, that is what my show would be. Well, it's easy to binge and I've been yes. binging friends a lot lately. And so that I binged seven episodes, I think yesterday. Cause what like, are you watching it on? I, I have the DVD collection. Look at oh, it, the DVD collection. Oh, right. And so I just finished season six. And I don't know. Actually, yeah, season six. And that's when, um, I don't want to spoil it, but maybe two friends. <laughs> you can spoil friends. Maybe two friends uh, propose to each other. Uh-huh. So I think the general rule for spoilers is like if it's still in theaters or it's still uh, like ta- like recent you can't spoil it, but if it's something that's like you've had the opportunity oh. for months, when do I know it. exactly what happens in the end? Um, what a friend? Yeah. Oh. And so don't spoil it. I haven't even seen it, but I know everything. Oh, oops. I mean, well, I've seen episodes. Well, I, I, it's it's definitely getting interesting between the the friendship dynamic and emotionally getting kind of attached to them. Yeah. It's a quirky group. It it's is a quirky group. Fun to watch. <laughs> I, I, so that got taken off Netflix, which was so sad. Yeah. But luckily I have the DVDs. Yeah, you got it. I know you're that. excited for Seinfeld. Seinfeld? One year? I've never seen Seinfeld, so I'll have to watch that. <gasps> when it oh comes my out. god. I, someone someone t- said it was on Hulu. It's on Hulu right now. Actually. Oh, I have Hulu. Um, but yeah, Seinfeld. I mean, it's funny. Like the first day of class, you always go around and like introduce yourself and then you say like your favorite TV shows of all time or your favorite TV shows that inspired you to like want to make a TV show or what you're watching right now, whatever the question is. And in my classes, I always say my two favorite shows of all time are Seinfeld and Girls on HBO, which are very different. But and yeah. I mean, they're both set in New York, I guess. But Seinfeld to me is just like the basis of a, my kind of comedy where it's like you can take you can take this paper plate and you can make a joke out of it. Mm-hmm. And like maybe like it's a paper plate and you have a really heavy slice of pizza and like the integrity of the plate collapses and like that's the basis of the yeah. entire episode. So like I think Seinfeld is brilliant in that. Um, I'm excited to watch it in a It's year. definitely like outdated, but like if you just take it and like it's just they take one moment that is so insignificant and the characters are also all horrible people. Like yeah. they're object. I've seen like, an episode I think or two. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. And then I like girls for like other reasons. But anyway, Seinfeld's great. It's, it's amazing. Comedy. I, 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 Jerry I, Seinfeld. We love him. I'm curious to watch it. So yeah, I would binge the entire thing. I, I, yeah, I, I think the binging, I mean, you watch three and a half an hour's Irishman. That's, I fell asleep. So no, but that's like, <laughs> but that's seven episodes of TV. True. If you really think about it. Um, so which one would you rather do? Yeah, true. Not Irishman. Um, I also watched both seasons of You over break. Oh, I saw your live tweets, but yeah. my sister binged it. She was really disappointed with the ending of season two. Really? Yeah, she didn't like the ending of season two. Huh. I, I think season two in general was like very impressive because I was like, where are they going to take this? And then I was like, oh, they did a good job. Yeah. And actually in class yesterday, Zoe said that she liked season two more than season one. And I was like, and when a show can make someone say that, it's yeah, good. you you know. Well, yeah. I think I sometimes think season ones are like good development, and then it's like seasons two through four is when it kicks off, and then anything past four uh-huh. is when it goes downhill. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. and then they end it. And then they're like, we have to end this. And yeah, they end it at six. Um, but yeah, you was good. I recommend it. Okay. Um, definitely a like a favorite show. It's up there. Not sure if I'm gonna watch it, but. Um, um, Thanks for the shout out. And yeah, of course. I'm sure Penn Badgley appreciates yeah. it. I'm trying to think what else I watched. Um, I think I finished Big Mouth at the beginning of the break because I oh, had just wow. finished that new season. You were watching I start. I watched a few episodes of the Great British. Are you dead? <laughs> show. Funny. They're so calm. 
Yeah. When you watch like the memes, Master Chef or yeah. any other show where they're like pr- high pressure, the yeah. stakes are high, and then British baking competitions, you're so calm. I just enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> Cathartic. I mean, not cathartic, but something. Relaxing. Did you watch the, the Greatest of All Time Jeopardy? Oh my god, yes! I didn't! Oh, oh my god, I haven't watched, I didn't I didn't watch all of it. But I know I who watched, wins. Oh really? Yeah, I saw it. I think I watched the first night and then the second, I forget. But I, me and my parents were talking about it. The categories were obvi- like so hard. I heard they were hard. Compared to just normal Jeopardy. Because normal Jeopardy, when I watch it with my family, we'll get a few. So if it's like a category about like the Bible, then my dad will get like at least one. Or if it's a category movies. about pop culture and yeah. movies, like I'll get at least one, you know? Yeah. These categories were insane. And also, you know, in general, like if they have a question and then maybe someone buzzes in or then maybe someone doesn't know the answer and then that noise goes off where it's like, D-d-d-d-d-d. and it's like, then he gives the answer because no one guessed it or no one got yeah. it. No one buzzed in. This round, the first round that I watched of that, they cleared the board. You know, sometimes they run out of time. Yeah. They got, they cleared the board and the buzzer never went off. No and the way. categories were so hard. Crazy. I what heard, is it I like that, to be that smart? I heard that Ken Jennings and James were doing better than the other guy. Yeah, I forget his name. Yeah. I recognize him in the order. So there's like the younger guy and then there was the middle guy that like won, I think, like the first day. That's Ken Jennings, right? Yeah, yeah. and then the guy on the end. I think his name was, say it was Paul. Is it James? I think it's James. He's like Paul for some reason. Maybe. I forget. Oh, on the far right? Yeah, far right. I think, I don't, maybe that's Paul. I think James is on the far left. Yeah. I don't remember, but I was curious if you watched it. Yeah. Uh, spe- speaking crazy. of reality TV, I have my quarter life crisis what? plan. Did I not tell you? No, what? That I applied for Survivor. No, I don't <laughs> think you told me. Did you tell me? Oh my God, crazy. I so I, I applied for Survivor Amazing. last week. When when was the application due? I don't when know. It, when I don't do you know. go on? I don't know, but I sent in a video. I love it. Oh my God. You I, said, when do I go on? So I think you have hope that I might make oh it Oh my God, up. yeah, I think you might. So we might follow that journey. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on the air though. So if I actually get it through, we might have to delete this episode. Okay, cool. Um, that's fine. If you get it, you can delete <laughs> any episode. I that'd be amazing. My I used to want to. I still want to. Me and my sister wanted to apply to be on the Amazing Race, like as a team. Yes, such a good um, time. Yeah, I think it'd be amazing. Have you been to like? Have you been in a live audience for anything? Because I was in a live audience for Jeopardy. Which oh, is, you were. Yeah. Oh my god. I won. They had a raffle and I won. Oh my god. It was congrats. all these like board games that are stuffed away in here in Texas. Oh my god, fun. Yeah. Um, the only live audience I've ever been in was SNL, which I think is a pretty good That's one. pretty impressive. Never been on anything else. That's impressive. I, I am going to a screening of One Day at a Time um, a few weeks from now for one of my classes. Oh, cool. Yeah. What class? What, what's, what's, what's One Day at a Time? It's on, I forget, but I think it's... I don't know. I haven't watched it, but I need to watch the whole thing. It's for my class with Mike. That's just about like the industry. So we're going to, I think, do beat sheets for that show or something. Cool. And then we'll eventually go see it because he knows like the showrunner or someone. That's really nice. Yeah, it'll be fun. What, what have you been in? Jeopardy and then the talk. Oh. Um, my sister and I, when, when I interned here in 2018, my sister and I went to a screen of the talk. And then my one friend who came in town, he and I went to uh, Jeopardy. Screen. He knew like none of the questions. I got like probably six, and we watched three tapings of it, three Uh episodes. Um, They let you watch, so you're there for like two hours, so you watch three of them. And Uh then the talk, they were very energetic, where they're like, "You need to be loud, you need to be clapping and booing and reacting," and we're like, 
Oh, and yay, and I think I was on the screen for like a second. Oh my god, congrats. Wasn't for Jeopardy, thanks. But uh, but Jeopardy was Jeopardy never shows. They literally had like a box for all the contestants because there was there had to be because you had your three that were there for sure that day. Like your three starters. And then you need at least two others because two other or at least four others. Because only the champion stays. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, depending on who the champion is, you have to like bring in. Gotcha. So I think the first guy, there was one guy who won the first day, and then a woman won the next two. Gotcha. Or something, something along that line. Um, my friend Brandon, he went to undergrad in New York, and he had like a weird goal of trying to go to a lot of live shows. So he's been like to SNL, he's been to Jimmy Fallon. That's so um, fun. He's been on a lot of random things. He also just like went to a lot of like free shows that he would get tickets for. So he saw like, um, like just random concerts where yeah. like people were shooting music video, like weird yeah, things. Yeah, that's cool. But he's his cover photo used to be like a selfie of him and Jimmy Fallon. Really? Um, yeah. So he's been to a lot. <laughs> I feel like we can find those things in LA. Yeah, we, we, we should. We should too. Yeah, that should be an activity. Well, I think we should get on the Price Is Right. Oh my god! So <laughs> the Price Is Right is coming to Chattanooga. No way. Yeah, my mom said that she was looking That's it up right. and like all the tickets are already gone. That's like, my new workout second. show. My new workout show. Really? Because I work at it like 10 in the morning and then when it's on. So fun. Yeah. Love I, it. I love that. Price is right is so funny because it's, it's so like the way that people like act and like scream oh, and stuff. A family feud. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine if we were on family feud? I think my family would slay family feud. We totally would. I mean, did you see that one video of the girl who said Popeye's favorite food is chicken? No. And she said it so confidently and then she was like chicken and then her family was like good answer and, I, then, and then it, it was spinach and yes. so the other guy was like spinach and then he, it was like for the win oh my god it was like sudden death that's crazy well we're sadly running out of time wow this has been a long first new episode back yeah. do you want to talk about what our plans are for this upcoming week oh well so we're going we're, to a screening on Sunday. Yeah, so we're seeing two Noah Bombic films. Mm-hmm. Um, Squid and the Whale, Kicking and Screaming. Have you seen either of them? I have seen both. You've seen both? And you still yeah. wanted to go? Yeah! Why no. not? I mean, it's in 35mm. So. Um, and yeah. Noah Bombic is going to be there. He's either presenting them in the beginning or halfway through. I've never seen either of them. Yeah, oh my god, interesting. Yeah, so that'll be a new experience. Um, right, so are they good? Did wait, you... this might be the... Okay, this might be the dumbest question ever. Is it kicking and screaming with Will Ferrell? No. Okay, I haven't seen that okay. one. I have seen The Squid and the Whale, though. I, okay. Do you know the premise of that one? I think I've seen that one. It's, it doesn't have to do with divorced parents. Yeah, I've okay. seen The Squid so and the Whale. So, an, another... It's good. It has... Um, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Um, it also has... I don't remember if it has good music, but it has this, like, one song that's a good song, and, like, the kid tries to, like, play... I don't know. I just remember this yeah. kid, like, plays the song at a talent they're, show or something. They're both on Netflix right now. Um, oh, yeah. it's produced by Wes Anderson. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was a Wes Anderson film. That's Jeff why I was getting confused. Daniel's Laura Linney. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one because it's like it's not Wes Anderson-y. Yeah. You know, like out of obviously he's like yeah. very stylized. This one's and he's not. He's producing it, so. Um, and then the kicking, not the Will Ferrell one, but I've seen parts of. That. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh my god, yeah, I've seen Kicking and Screaming. No, I don't think Noah Bobbitt directed. Yeah, that no, one. I was like, it's definitely not that. Now I'm thinking K- about Kicking it. and Screaming, which is played second, which is good because you'll see the one you haven't uh-huh. seen. Yeah. For or you have seen first. Um, it has to do. I think it has to do with these college kids and like the boyfriend or girlfriend like moves to Prague. Okay. And then the other one like stays behind. I don't really know how, what the. I'm excited. Is. I'm excited too. Yeah. Um, 35 millimeter, a fun Sunday, just chilling, having yeah. fun, movies. It's also so fun to see movies that aren't 
Like, it's fun to see movies that come out in theaters, but it's so fun to see, like, older movies on a big screen, yeah. you know? Like, oh. I, the first time I ever saw The Shining was on a big screen in That's New Orleans, so a nice. midnight screening, and, like, just picture seeing The Shining on a, a giant screen. Yeah. I mean, no, no, not The Shining. The, um, the Hannibal Lecter one, the Put the Lotion oh, in the Silence Basket. Silence of the Lambs? Silence of the Lambs, sorry. I still haven't seen that. Silence of the Lambs oh, on a big be, screen was life-changing. That's, that's kind of one of my New Year's resolutions. We can't even get into that. We can get oh my into god, New Year's resolution! We can get into that real quick. Yeah, we can. It's, our, it's our first episode. Yeah. Um, one of my New Year's resolutions is to go to more screenings. Like, Love it. Yeah, me too. AMC, AMC A-list. Yeah. And also there's like the Rooftop Club. LMU throws a lot of screenings. True. I'm just trying to go see more movies. Yeah. Um, and then lose weight and cut back on alcohol and sweets. Amazing. So, okay, what are yours? Um, you know, lose weight. It's always every year. Um, more screenings. I definitely agree with that. Try to go... I Continually educating myself on film, whether it be seeing more movies, TV, reading more magazines, listening to more podcasts, just trying to become the best film bro I can be. Love it. Um, and then the last one is to make more videos. Like YouTube videos, TikToks, just make more of... Little short things that maybe aren't high production value or like planned out like film school things are, but like in my own time, I want to make things that, you yeah. know, keep me preoccupied. It's a hobby. It's fine. No, it's fine. I brush up on my editing skills. It, yeah, it's, your editing on your TikToks have been really good lately. Thanks. I've, but, um, I've, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, so make more videos. That's that's. that's yeah. My friend Henry, um, she said her New Year's resolution is to make the bed every day. That's a great I one. I think that's a really good one. Yeah, that is good. Is, is your bed made right now? It is. Is yours? I don't. You could go check after. But am I actually? I think I did, but I don't think I made it in the morning. I, I, I made it this afternoon. I mean, not to brag, but I'm like pretty good about making my bed because, and I think there was a time where I wasn't, but because it's such a small thing and it doesn't even have to be done well. You just pull it up, you know? Yeah. But it makes all the difference. Cause it that's does. The thing. When you clean your room, this is one thing I always do when I clean your room. When you clean your room, the first thing you do is you make the bed. Because once the bed is made, the room looks instantly better. Like picture if you walk into someone's room, the bed is the biggest thing. So if you walk into someone's room, maybe there's shit on the floor, but if the bed is made, it looks so much better than also, if there's nothing on the floor and the bed is, you know what I mean? It's just nice coming home from a long day of work or classes yes. to have the bed made and ready for you to sleep Yes, in. that's the best. Yeah, you make your bed, you sleep in it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good resolution. I'm yeah. pretty good about it, so I don't feel like I need to make that resolution, but maybe you should add it to yours. Yeah, <laughs> <Just> maybe. <laughs> Do you have any other plans as we finish up, plans for the week? Or plans for the week? Just enjoy um, it? Yeah, no, nothing, just... Yeah, the thing Get, on Sunday. Getting ready for the swing of things? Yeah. My friend Haley that I went to undergrad with, she's back in town. We might get brunch or something, but we haven't, like, figured out a day, so I don't know. We'll see if I do that. I think the women's march is this weekend, actually, too. Oh, nice. But, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Well, um, you can follow us on social media. Uh-huh. Um, you want to drop yours first? I'm Sally Dar Griffin on Instagram, on TikTok. I'm Sally Dar on Twitter. Um... And her, your YouTube? YouTube. You can look at my name, Sally Dar. It's really, I'm the only one out there, Sally Dar Griffin. Just yeah. Google it. I'm A-Van Houston on Venmo, A-Van Houston <laughs> 15 on most of my other social media, and uh, I kind of launched my Vimeo, so oh you can God, find yeah. me on there if you want to see some of my student work. So all the things like we're kind of talking about um, is fun. You can feel free to listen at... 
or you can't really listen. Feel free to watch at uh, vimeo.com slash avianhouston. Love um, it. But if you don't want to follow us or listen to us, that's cool because we're still having a fun time with this podcast. And uh, we will see you all next week. Enjoy your weekend. All you do. Bye. Thank you.